0: Cradleline Network. It's 3 a.m. 3 a.m. It's 3 a.m. Eternal. Poor Act Dog Earthlets. Uh... My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the 237th episode of Space Spitter 2000, the podcast for two Americans going to make sense of the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD. One month of Prague at a time. Yeah, this episode we're covering <clears throat> 2000 AD for March and April 1991, Prague 724 to 727. This time, Robo Hunter gets grim. Junker has a twist. Douda oh. makes a deal. Things get mysterious for Nemesis and Deadlock, and Judge Dredd is headed for the Emerald Isle.
1: Oh, yay! I, I, ah, I've been island.
0: Faith Bagor, and so on and so forth. Oh, my God. If you want to read along, that should find the comments we're covering today in Judge Dredd, The Complete Case Files 15, Nemesis, The Warlock Volume 3, and 2000 AD Extreme Edition 5. Ooh. So, I, I mean, I like the number five. It's okay. You know, Extreme Edition is what, what, like, for a while is where they uh, did collections of some of the um, lesser known 2080 AD stories and stuff like that. For a long time, it was the only way to get Meltdown Man and stuff. And it is also <clears> one <throat> of the only places where they've collected
1: Thrillwood, Bix Barton. Man, knock him in the knackers, if you know what I mean. <laughs> ah, ah f- ooh, cooey, fiddly da. <laughs> There's so much testicle humor in this.
0: It's a proper carry-on, isn't it? So on.
1: We're really nailing this. <laughs> God damn Brits <laughs> with your culture. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Got a script shove robot robot in Peter in a man's mouth.
0: Definitely. Script robot Peter Milligan, Art Robot Jim McCarthy, Letter Robot Gordon Robson.
1: Alright, Fox. Oh God. Back back at it again. Let's uh, let's get sexual. I mean, I didn't I really didn't know boats could get this sexy, I guess. Mm. Toy boats. Oh, toy boat, toy boat. Oh yeah. Last time <laughs> we saw
0: carry-on cast member Kenneth Williams prepare to kill some old admiral guy, and this time he's successful as the telephone rings in the distance. On the other side of the phone, Bix, Michael Caine, and fancy government lad Perkins decide to head to the Admiral's estate in Bix's hover car. Um, at, the, uh, at the same time, uh, we uh, a, uh, as they arrive, they see a dude with a beard, who I can't identify as a carry-on person. And then Bix approaches him and gets hit in the junk with a giant hammer.
1: I mean, not even, like, the hammer end of the hammer, like, just, but, no. like, it's just the heft. Like
0: guided missile for those uh, royal gems, buddy. Um, (laughs) Beardo drives off in a truck as Bix follows with the help of Michael Caine. Um, Inside, he sees that the truck's being um, driven by Kenneth Williams, and he's got his passenger, the evil Steve Ditto, the astral projected man, and Bix's nemesis. Back at the mansion, the investigation teams find the butler and his wife
1: dead, as well as the admiral, who was killed by a plastic submarine, has turned all purple. Yeah, like, what's going... Like, what is going on with that? Because they do not explain his color.
0: Just grossness. Um, yeah. And there's a clapboard there which suggests that the murder may have been filmed. One of those, like, you know, black and white, like, things with the... That goes, like, yeah. click when you, you know, to start
1: filming. I mean, I'm just, you know... For a snuff film, I'm, I'm pretty impressed that they decided to go, you know, kind of full... Yeah. Full production. Full, full But production. not that kind of
0: snuff film. Takes a lot of who's on first stuff with talking to Bix about what a snuff film is, basically. Yeah. Um, Bix gathers the other three witnesses of the secret society um, um, at the Department of the Irrational. There's no choice but to ask them
1: to take off their clothes. Which, I mean... I really wish that there was a payoff for that uh, other than just, like, I'm going to put you in funny clothes. That's the joke.
0: Well, no, no, no. Actually, there is a payoff, Fox, right at the end with the the caning, buddy. Oh, God. Oh. That's right. Yeah, it made you feel bad because you made the connection. Dix forces these rich guys to strip off and then put on schoolboy uniforms to get rid of possible bugging devices. Then has them explain what's going on. Apparently, they were all members of the Carry On League. Mm-hmm. They give a brief history of the Carry On films and how in later years they become a cultural touchstone for the Brits. Just sort of one of these things where something that once used to be low humor or low culture has now become an essential piece
1: of the, piece of the culture in general, I guess. Yeah, it's called... Uh... All those people who held on to uh, all that old crap not being there anymore, and all of us uh, youngins liking our poop and fart jokes uh, now becoming the older generation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fair Pooh enough. And fart jokes uh, are so great. Yeah, because
0: of uh, uh um, and because of that, when all these secret societies started springing up a couple years ago, people started looking upon the films and finding like esoteric neo kabbalistic teachings inside them, and so on. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> oh big spark feels close to home these days i gotta say this is sort of the the equivalent of people who have very deep theories about how avril lavigne was swapped out for a body double at some point or something else like that
1: Ah, fox you don't know the avril lavigne conspiracy oh my god we need no we need to do that later that is something i need why why was that why would that be important in any way
0: that's what makes it so fun to be honest but yeah no there's a big there is a big internet conspiracy theory that at some point she was swapped out by a genetic by a a copy for some (sighs) reason and you can see i i i I think if you just look up like avril levine clone or something on like google image search you'll get a lot of like the internet version of those boards with all the red string (laughs) connected on Uh. them (laughs) <laughs> oh, With just showing how like, oh, like she looks different now than she did 15 years ago. And what? the shape <laughs> of her ear has changed.
1: Man, I'm not going
0: some- I'm not, I'm not to lie to you, Fox. There's a fair amount of internet conspiracy, especially related to like doubles and swapping out and stuff like that. That I think can just be explained away that maybe because of all the lead in our water at some point, just a lot of America is actually afflicted by facial, by face blindness or oh something. Oh, God.
1: Like that. I just, ah. Uh, uh, well, it's a rabbit hole for me later. It's so perplexing. A lot of the time
0: me. travel stuff, too, you know, where it's like, uh, oh, look at frickin', um, what's her name? The. That, that, a little, that, that little Norway, uh, 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 Scandinavian girl that, that yells at everybody for climate oh, yeah, change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. And they about. found a version of her from like the 30s. And it's like, nah, that's just kind of like two <laughs> white kids <laughs>
1: with, with blonde hair <laughs> braids and stuff, guys. These are different people. What, what does the shadow government or lizard people have to gain by this? I guess I, you know what? You, you know what? It's, they're a shadowy cabal. And how could we know their true nature? Nothing and everything, buddy. Absolutely. Anyway, oh. anyway.
0: <laughs> carry on films. People are getting real car- crazy about it. Carry on League, incredibly popular. And then, as all of these fun little uh, side groups get, eventually they get taken over by fanatic fundamentalists. They got surgery to look like the Carry On players. Oh, started God. making new films where people got killed for real. All kinds of stuff like that. It's they made real their move. Yeah, they made their move to take the, to take everything over on the night of the long double entendres, which I'm not super comfortable with as a joke, but fair enough. <laughs> killed many of the more moderate members of the
1: uh, of the subculture. Night of the long double entendre, that's right. I just I it is, I like. This is a thing in a children's comic book. I guess a teen comic book. Now yeah, it's, in the a, way. it's a
0: like at, like honestly. I feel like that's the perfect kind of edgy ass joke for yeah. a a nineteen ninety one uh uh fifteen uh, year old. You know, fair. I mean, it's it's, the, it's the kind of at the end of that for sure. So suddenly Perkins arrives with a package. It's a video cassette. And it's the snuff <laughs> film of that old dude in the fox costume Got that got killed last episode. And then the death of the Admiral as well. Rear right. Admiral, buddy. That's the joke. Get um, it? The video, ends- but- <laughs> ah, the video ends with a threat, which is the next movie they're going to make is going to be called Carry On Up the Kilt. Starring Jock McRaker, who's one of the witnesses. All right. Bix promises to protect them. Um... And uh, so should all work out, especially at when Perkins gives them a map to a special high security safe house in the countryside. Really feels like Perky might be in on this. But, well, I mean, yeah, it's... as we'll see, Bix bundles all the witnesses up into a hover car and heads out to lie low. But then we see that Perkins has been beaten up and kidnapped. And the man that gave Bix the map was, in fact, a fake Whoa. Cal- Whoa. Kenneth Williams wearing a Mission Impossible mask as
1: Perkins. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the rubber mask reveal. Yeah. Oh man, that's so great! I remember when Mission Impossible just pretended that rubber masks could work.
0: Well, like you know, at that point they were all like futuristic and stuff like that. I mean, you know, it was a uh, it was a time that was v- where things were different. Ooh, that's an, I thought that might have been out. No, but that's a '96 movie. Ooh, I gotta get my timelines right. Anyway, a lot of anyways in Vix Spartan. That's fair. Um, <laughs> back at the uh, Carry On headquarters, Steve Ditto, an honorary member of the league, has a new film idea. Carry on killing Bix Barton. I mean, you know, that's, that's kind of to be expected. Arch nemesis yeah, and what? Definitely. So the crew arrives at the safe house, a stately country mansion. Lovely. Everybody stick together and watch out for each other, especially you, McRaker. Oh, no, he's gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that they Scooby-Doo him uh, behind a, a bookcase. Yeah, uh, full-on rotating
0: good. bookcase into some strange verdant field where I believe uh, carry-on crew members... Peter Butterworth and uh, Hady Jacques accuse him of various <laughs> Scottish-based sins, and then cut his head, and, and then cut off his head. Yeah, I mean it gets real gruesome. They definitely axed the shit out of him. Yeah, hearing cries from beyond the bookcase, and I should say the bookcase has titles like "Man of Letters" by Gordon Robson and. Uh, and, Joyce for Advanced Level by Peter Milligan, which are both pretty decent jokes. Man of mm. Letters, especially, because that's by a letterer. Bix bur- bursts through the bookcase and finds himself in an empty film studio of some sort. Perhaps they, they use a hollow projectors and hidden cameras and stuff. Suddenly an image appears in front of them and it's that repeat of McRaker being killed. Oof. <laughs> T- gross. To make matter, yeah, to make matters worse, Ivor, another of the witnesses, has disappeared down a trapdoor. Don't you open that
1: trap door. Trap
0: Because
1: yes. there's something down there. if you dare. There. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Love it. Uh, there, a Welsh eunuch, or a kinnock, All right. um, I believe played by Kenneth Connor, uh, makes some Welsh jokes, and then Joan Sims shows up again and be, starts beating Ivor to death
1: with a giant leak. Uh, it seems to work, because blood is just... Yeah. Whipping off that leak. Yeah. Leak like murder continues as Steve
0: Ditto calls cut. And we see Charles Hartry looking on. I should have been on this scene. The actors bicker amongst themselves as Ditto hopes. They'll soon be able to take out Bix Barton. And then he can take over the snuff film market for himself. Or themselves. Oh. Because it's him and his astral projected form. So they're God. two people.
1: Ah. Uh. <laughs> That's a market to take over. We need to corner the market on snuff film. Someone's got to do it, I guess. I guess. Bix,
0: Yeah, exactly. Bix and the surviving witness, Professor Get uh, get Me Off. Get him off? Yeah. Explore the film studio a bit, finding a projection of a jungle. And then a spear comes flying at the pair as some side characters (sighs) from... The movie Carry On Up the Jungle arrived. That one, that one has blackface in it, so it's not cool, but very 1970, I suppose. And threatened the crew. So Bix pulls a grappling hook from his uh, belt pouches, and they escape into the skies until the line breaks, and they fall and get knocked unconscious. I, I love that,
1: that the, the roof is just so shoddy that it's like, yeah, I mean, you weren't going to grab that much the ceiling you know i mean that makes sense honestly like yep. listen i've
0: seen so many superheroes safely grapple hook and swing across rooms from fucking drop ceilings that like you know it's fun that's, to that's that actually, not how it works actually happens sometimes yeah listen a lot of these ceilings aren't gonna carry your weight you know they are literally
1: there to just prevent uh outside from occurring
0: yeah or or even honestly just to make it so that you can't see the real ceiling you know oh yeah yeah like beams and things you know yeah i'm th- I'm thinking about like uh uh when when we worked in that office in san francisco and they didn't have it like it really high ducks. ceilings but yeah but you just looked up and it just looked like like the uh, yeah like a, a sci-fi set in the roof because it was just all these ducks and wires and shit the pipes and, like, you know, and shit yeah they could add a ceiling
1: on that, a, 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 a drop ceiling on there to make it look a little nicer, but well, no, I mean, they, they were no, for you want that a industrial look, which really just means save on uh, spending money for a ceiling, I guess.
0: Mm, let's not get into it too much.
1: Yeah. But Yes, you're right.
0: Bix <laughs> um, wakes up. The professor's gone and another hollow film starts this time with actor Jack Douglas as a schoolmaster. And oh. the uh, fact that all these kids are, dre- all these uh, witnesses are dressed <sighs> up in schools, in kids' school uniforms pays off. As this guy, and the fact that that I get him off as a professor, as this as uh, this dude is dressed in a professor costume, pulls out the cane and canes the professor to death partway through. Besides regular cating, the thing like pops a blade, Uh, and so it starts slicing him up. And that's just—I don't want to think about the logistics of it
1: very much, to be honest. I mean, Um, just yeah, in general. You know, you want to get spanked? That's, that's A-OK. But, like, as soon as a blade comes out of a freaking switch, it's like, the fuck is wrong with this?
0: <laughs> well, I will say that, like, that image of the professor in, like, the robes <laughs> with the mortarboard and stuff. Yeah. um Is of, like, who has a cane and will kick the shit out of you. Um, it, like, has a lot of cultural weight in England. Okay. Like... To, to the point where like and that whole idea of just a uh, teacher's drop in corporal punishment like that and stuff like that Ugh. that's that's a big stereotype and like 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 a a professor guy like that sort of chasing after you with a cane to hit you is like is a pretty common like trope in English comedy and stuff. Man,
1: someone comes at me with uh, like any sort of stick, regardless of canitude. Uh, I mean. You know you're liable to get hit back. I'm sorry, nah, buddy. You've been broken. You're uh you're on the
0: other side of that dude shouting that you you won't get any pudding if you don't eat your meat in that uh, Pink Floyd song, buddy. You're just another brick in the wall. <laughs> nah, I mean, look. Uh, you need that education, buddy. You need that thought patrol. I,
1: I mean, look the the thing is is that they that the sound effect they use at the end of this is slice, slice, slice. And you're Spartan loving having... that dark sarcasm in the classroom, buddy. Ugh. You're the one.
0: You're the one who, who has a whole song saying that teachers should leave those kids alone. <sighs> oh. Anyway, bad times. Real, all, real. Seeing all real yeah, clencher, seeing all these, this one. Seeing all these guys getting killed and all that stuff. Ooh, it's a bad time. F- makes Big Spartan feel worse than watching the English cricket team get beaten by a bunch of foreigners. Oh. Next time on Bix Barton. Carry on.
1: your next, Barton. God, I'm really sad they haven't done a Wavered Sun thing yet. What like Kansas? Like yeah, oh, you know. yeah. I see I, I yeah, yeah,
0: carry on. there will be peace when you are done. Yeah. I just don't think that they know the song in England, you know? That's just what's sad. I know? mean, you know, it, it is it see, seems yeah, they see that the band's named Kansas and think it's not for them, you know. And I'm like, "Oh, well, that's fucking close minded right there." Maybe if they maybe if it was called Kansas Shear, then we'd listen to it. Oh, God. Shots fired. All right, hey, I'm speaking of Shots Fired, folks. <laughs> End, of, oh, end well. of classic songs, actually. A lot of singing this episode so oh, far. Oh, yeah. Or at least referring to songs. I think I, I mean, just did a like, five-minute bit they, they on They Fling did Floyd. like a refrain a couple times, right? Definitely. Yeah, let's go to Thrill 2, Judge Dread. Script robot John Wagner and Garth Ennis. Art robots Vanyo, Steve Dillon, and Wendy Simpson. Letter robot Tom Frame. That's our boy.
1: What's yeah. up, Framie?
0: So we're continuing this Bill Bailey story, Fox. Yeah, it seems the block was raised to the ground during hand-to-hand fighting in the apocalypse war.
1: So, what happened to those guys? I guess we'll find out. Um, Man, I, I did just want to say I love these like cranes and things that they have, kind of excavating the site because yeah. they, they have like bubble domes on top of where like the the operators are. I love a, I love yeah, I got, a bubble dome on top of something. It says it's in the future. You got to sci-fi it just enough, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so wonderful. <laughs>
0: Elsewhere, the Bill Bailey Bailey partisans hijack a Hot Eats truck. But you can't eat that. It's all food poisoning the
1: populace with goulash. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They just throw it out. I mean, they're hungry. Can't even have a little bit of goulash. Goulash is delicious. No, you got
0: to eat that American food, buddy. Um, In the past, you see the rubble of Bill Bailey and the troopers emerging in the year 2113, nine years after the war ended. (laughs)
1: Looking real old
0: prospectory. Yeah, they've definitely made that transition to "Ee
1: eee go get!" Oh, um, I'm gonna come up here now with my flashy light. We gotta get right. our popsicle buddies out and bury him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they emerge from their fallout shelter with a bun- um to find a bunch of mega citizens lined up like subs and speaking Russian, not realizing that it was actually a meeting of the East-West Friendship League. Oh, what a
1: predicament! I mean, you know, they're shaking hands saying "Nostrovia."
0: That's not how you do
1: it, buddy. You it's gotta
0: not
1: anti-sob. You say uh uh oh god. Well, where's my Russian now? Uh I say dos bye, Dania, buddy, cuz I'm saying <laughs> bye. All right? Uh, uh you say privyet. Yeah, uh, I say fuck you, Tovarich. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eat, eat eat some deep blue, you uh, run nothing. Yeah yeah yeah, Ivan Illyich, go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay. Wow, there we go.
0: <laughs> sorry, Wonderful. I'm
1: really, really getting real blue and really cracking myself up about it. Fox. I'm sorry. Oh. Listen, I, I shook I shook hands with Ronald Reagan and McDonald's. Uh, so they're fighting back. They think the war is still on. We see Dread getting
0: info about this wild kicking the shit out of some perps, which is pretty solid. Oh I got to Yeah, well he's busy. You know, he's got the world doesn't <laughs> the world does not stop and start at your convenience, Donnie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, the dead guy was a member of uh, the Bill Bailey City Defense, who was presumed dead along with the rest of the uh, of, of the of the squad there. Dred's nervous about what they'll do as Bill Bailey troopers themselves uh, rush into some kind of hazardous materials
1: plant or chemicals plant. I never blow up a hazardous chemicals plant, you know? Uh, well, those are the easiest well, got... ones to blow up. <laughs> I yeah, uh, parrot, you know. <laughs>
0: They're all like a hazardous chemical plant is already halfway blown up just in its normal operating day, you know. (laughs) So they're just really going for the
1: low hanging chemicals here. There's like eight of them, you know. They can't. You got to work your way up, you know. (laughs) That's fair. You (laughs) can't can't just go and blow up a silo right now. You got to go. Yeah, you gotta.
0: You gotta build up some experience points, you know. Oh, that's great. I I love that. They're
1: going on like a little campaign, shooting robots. Yeah, definitely. This is like uh, Watch Dogs 4 or something like that. Are they are robots just the goblins of sci-fi RPGs? Ab- absolutely.
0: Yeah, honestly, oh, okay. they're better than goblins because no one can even like... You know, modern RPGs is a real move towards... Um, Goblin
1: talking? No, I know. That's bullshit.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's okay. I no. think it really depends on what kind of story you're trying to tell. But I think a general move, like if you're like... If you're gonna make these non these bad guy races not be like J.R. Or Tolkien style, like specifically made crafted from to mud. be, yeah, yeah made from mud to be evil like things. If you want to actually make them like real characters, then they can't just be assembly line like we're here, like there to be murdered because then it just makes your Which characters murders. Which is exactly murders. what
1: a robot is.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why it's just easy to explicitly make them robots, and that's fine, you know. I feel like that's real
1: anti-robot uh, line of thinking right there. I'm, I'm, I'm a self-hater. What can I say? Whoa, um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're not robots.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, um, so <laughs> Not robots. Um, so, so they break into the Noxum plant as the Bailey's plant charges and the judges are called in. A judge arrives on the scene as the plant explodes M, and is nearly run down by the city-deaf stolen truck as the crew, as they drive (laughs) off, breaks into song. Yeah, Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey's song. They're real stoked about blowing up
1: that fucking chemical Yeah, they were
0: successful. A judge is after them, though, and shoots the truck full of lead. The Bailey crew disembark and make a break for it as the judges converge on the Peter Palumbo complex. and. Baron Peter Col- P- Palumbo was then the chair of the Arts Council of Great Britain, sort of a House of Man, Lords kind Palumbo of guy. Colombo
1: is such a cool fucking surname. I keep saying Colombo because I mean, the yeah, judges because have one more thing even more for these awesome. partisans.
0: <laughs> one more that. Dread calls for units to hold fire as the troopers break into the Palumbo shelter for the harmlessly insane. <laughs> One of their men is bleeding out as the Baileys swear revenge on all collaborators. Outside, Dread explains to the judges that they'd be shooting innocent men because the Bailey boys think the war is still
1: on, and he's gonna try to talk them out of it. And I say to that, Boo, no talking. Uh, I oh. mean, listen, a guy with a mustache starts trying to talk sass to Dredd, and I feel like that was your first mistake. Big mistake. So Dread gets a list of members of the Bailey City Defense
0: as the troopers mm-hmm. smash their way through the shelter for the insane, harmlessly insane. And I seem seen pretty... many dudes on this list. <laughs> no, you know? there's like eight people or so, and two of them are dead already. I think um, the uh, they uh the, the people there do seem pretty crazy, but only moderately so. One of them kind of stereotypically thinks they're a World War II fighter
1: plane, etc. I love that because um, I, I, he's got the hat and everything, so you know that the orderlies were all about like, you know, what if we're gonna if we're gonna let this place just be, we're at least gonna let them have fun with it, you know. Yeah, I feel like
0: think it's from from what I can see in these comics, it feels like thinking you're a fighter jet is the British version of thinking you're you're Napoleon in terms of uh, yeah. um like asylum shorthand, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah yeah. I mean, none of them I'm, probably flew airplanes. That's for sure. I'm, supr- I'm surprised no one thinks they're Napoleon in these com- but maybe Brits have them, like, they're more culturally connected to being angry at Napoleon. Than I mean, Americans they did crush his ass, so I feel like. But they also got beaten by him a bunch of times, too, you know? Well, that's fair. Like, there's back, backs and forths, whereas in the U.S., you know, Napoleon sold us Louisiana, so we've got a more positive feeling to him, you know? Yeah. Like, like the guy
1: who who sold you half your house or something. Help, help uh, us out with help us out with those Spaniards while I try and get my brother on that throne. Whole thing. And he's gonna fuck that up for me to the point where I'm gonna have to put uh, the ex king of Spain back on that throne.
0: Trying, you know, I'm trying to have a good time, Fox. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with with mess around with these kings, they they get a phone call. And it's Dredd! He tries to explain the situation. There's a pretty funny part where they're like, oh, we were getting our ass kicked. And Dred's like, yeah, listen, but then we did a commando mission and blew up East Mech 1. I was in charge of it. I personally pressed the button. But Yeah, and then they're um, like,
1: oh, that can't be right. You're doing some fake news at me and I'm not going to listen to you. I'm an old prospector and I know what's what.
0: I forgot to mention it for last prog, but I should say I really like how they keep talking about like the head of this squad as a lieutenant, like they write that oh, out yeah. um, phonetically because that's the uh, that's the Ameri- that that that's the U.S. pronunciation of that mm-hmm. rank. You know, in England they say a lieutenant. I believe in in Canada too, but yeah, depends where you are whether it's lieutenant or lieutenant. Um, Dread doesn't see a lot of ways to kind of take these guys out without the Baileys in turn killing the hostages as the Baileys watch TV and sort of there's some questions about their situation. But they're like, "Nah, no, nah, this is just um, like they're just sending in these American looking TV channels to trick us.
1: Man, they really, uh, they really write else. their own narrative for themselves, don't they? That's right. Listen, one more cue drop and they'll be good to go. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Mike.
0: Cut. My cut. Oh. I'm going to see. I'm going to see where we are in January when this episode you, comes yeah, out. you feel, you feel that one out. That's beautiful. Around. I, I give right. that. I give
1: that ten foxes out of ten, Conrad's.
0: <laughs> so um, eventually, the uh, the phone rings again, and it's Ula, Rufus Keen's wife from before the war. rufus runs out to greet her when she reveals that she's remarried after rufus was why would you do that (laughs) it's it was a slip of the tongue by one of the judges basically Hmm. Rufus runs back to the hospital when a judge, and it's a white-helmeted judge, so a rookie, I believe, shoots him in the back and the Baileys open fire. There's no more talking as inside the Baileys sing Oof. their block song as a mournful dirge and then lead a final charge on the judges.
1: What I love is J. Jonah Jameson just, like, screams at that dude He's like, Report to the Chief Judge Rooker, you're all washed up. You ain't got it's me interesting- any of those pictures of that gun. Damn, Spider Man!
0: <laughs> it's really interesting how they all—you only see the back of this rookie's hem, um head, which makes me like, if you wanted to, this could be an anchor for if you wanted to have there be like an evil infiltrator or something like that in the Justice Department mm. or something, some mysterious guy causing problems as a ro- like pretending to be a rookie or something. But I don't think that's actually going to get picked up. PJ, i was saying that it's a weird maybe? moment. Maybe, mm, not probably not though. But I think yeah, it's so probably funny. probably not. I like this ba- Bill Bailey song as a as a dirge before they go off to fight like won't you come home, Bill Bailey? Won't you come home? Like you know, when you sort of in 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 the minor key because they're sort of like about like it's like um like that <laughs> I'll one do in the uh, cooking baby, I'll pay that. Yeah. But you sing it all sad and stuff, you know. It's like uh, like in Casablanca when they sing the French national anthem or yeah. whatever. Um, anyway, then they go to lead a final charge in the judges and just get shot to shit. There, I know. mean, dumb. That's what Dredd says. He just stands over their bodies and says, these guys were idiots. And I think that's that's always the message about these um, city defense forces, Fox.
1: Like, they always do more harm than good, and I'm always... I think it's funny. Yeah, I mean, you know, great to organize a militia, but, you know, only if there's, like, structured command... You know the militias these militias never work, Fox no, like I think we'll
0: recall the last two times where um having a partisan militia might have been helpful um one during the apocalypse war when they instead just meant that block mania had also heavy 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 military <laughs> weaponry. <laughs> And then Necropolis, where they just sort of instantly got taken over anyway, just like the judges were, you know. Seems
1: seems like uh, just heavily arming a bunch of people with uh, military-grade weapons doesn't always work out. Mm. Mm. Garth Ennis takes over on writing with his
0: future preacher collaborator Steve Dillon on art and Wendy Simpson doing coloring. It's dawn in Mega City 1 as a (sighs) hover limo heads back to an embassy. But suddenly I really the road love blocked. these colors,
1: by the way. It feels like watercolor you know? Definitely. Yeah, it's
0: got a very kind of bright look that I think is going to really serve them once we get further into the story. The robot chauffeur asks what's up and gets his head blown off instead. Oh, Ugh, Jesus. God, man. never! Don't shoot the driver. He's just doing his job. Ah, he's a robot. It's fine. Um, oh, okay. A bunch of guys in ski... <laughs> That's right. We talked about it. A bunch of guys in ski masks grab the ambassador and
1: hustle him down some nearby stairs. Where a dude with a big gun is waiting. Elsewhere. I, okay, so I, I know yeah. this is going to come up about what that is later. I want you, or maybe you didn't notice, but I did. It has a drum barrel. Yeah. Like it's it's not a clip, dude. It's like... <laughs> well, yeah, you can't you can't just have one, a, a clip magazine for uh, potatoes, buddy. Come on. Uh, yeah, but also, like, the purpose of a drum barrel is to basically be automatic. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like fine. that it's not just a thunk; it's like a thunk, 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 thunk. Got to make the most of, got to make the most <laughs> of the spud you got, buddy. <laughs>
0: Elsewhere, Dred's dealing with a real, with a really tough perp at, at the Conrad Mall, apparently, which hey. I'm pretty stoked about. Um, he tries to, t- so he takes this dude out easily, despite him talking tough while he's
1: on the phone with Justice Central as he's called in to meet the chief. Oh, yeah I love that it's like hey we can't really hear like what's going on over there uh, like is there something messed up with your mic and then it just beats the shit out of the guy he was busy for a second
0: you know at at uh, HQ Dread and Magruder head to the morgue where we find the Emerald Isle ambassador with a roast potato lodged in his
1: forehead seems like uh his uh, his brains have been um mashed, mashed? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I mean, if he had survived, I would have gone with. Um, seems a little baked. Yeah, but if they tried to assassinate him again he'd be twice baked.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think they. I think they fried their
0: opposition. Hey, I just think it's a good thing to get shot in the forehead and not in the eyes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They need to get to the root of this problem i oh know ah, it's good i know it's a tuber really <laughs> oh yeah okay redeemed we're back at it <laughs> okay okay we gotta go i know but uh, thank you for for that excursion
0: listen we got we got like two more weeks of, the, of emerald Dial, so we got the we can have these jokes i should say also <laughs> garth irish so it's okay uh, Oh, wow. (laughs) It seems the Emerald Isle militia had to improvise weapons, so they made uh, ones that shoot potato for ammo, which is also a reference to just the classic UK comics gift, the spud gun.
1: Yeah, I mean, spud gun, it's like, you know, we have something kind of similar to this. It's like when people lodge potatoes in the tailpipe and let them go kind of flying. Or your car just really exudes gas into your car a whole shitload because... It's not a good
0: idea. Okay. Anyway. Um, but yeah. Um, it's been – so it's probably the terrorist group, the son of Aaron working with a mob blitzer named uh, uh, Ronnie Staples. <laughs> Emerald Isle is reporting that a, a shuttle was found with forensic evidence that both of, – of all those folks entering into Emerald Isle. So they're calling out Dredd to help uh, deal with the situation. Sadly, budget cuts mean he'll have to bike his way there. And there's strained diplomatic relations between MC One and the Emerald Isle. So, dread will have to try to be diplomatic, right?
1: I, I mean, you know, I don't know next if I would time have on, sh- next sent time on next time on Dread. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just, you know, really uh, might not be the best choice for that. I feel like I feel like if they if they're as liberal with like, well, shouldn't say that. If if they're if they are much more open about certain policies than they are over at Mega City One, like everybody, yeah, I mean, every yeah. other judge type everywhere else seems to like be okay with like judges just having yeah, I mean, some yeah, actual off time. I really feel like he is not going to get along there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've seen like the Oz judges who are
0: pretty laid back, and I mean, tellingly as we as we'll talk about in a bit um we do see an emerald city an emerald isle judge on the cover of prog 727 and he is holding a pint of guinness you know so dude,
1: the Mega city two judges literally were all right with like a dude installing giant fucking cannons on buildings and shooting at their citizens in a sanctioned race yeah that's maybe too laid back to be honest um that's not that's not just like i mean that's like that's that's bad. That's like <laughs> yeah. bad people. You're bad. Absolutely. Speaking hey, of, and speaking spe- of bad. Spe- yeah, speaking of us
0: secret villains, Fox, let's talk oh, about
1: oh, oh, oh. Thrill 3,
0: Junker. Oh, God, whatever. God, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Script robot Michael Fleischer, Art Robot John Ridgway and Tim Perkins, Letting Robot Alita Fell, and Tom Frame. <sighs> Junker's back. Hooray yeah dennehy, raz and vj were scavenging a pirate ship when the ships but uh like a partner showed up and now they're being fired upon the crew bickers amongst themselves as the pirate ship keeps firing dennehy thinks fast and reprograms an industrial laser cutter bot again then the crew runs runs back to the cockpit of the ship they're taking off as the cutter bot lasers the ship's power plant which causes the whole thing to blow up and Then shield them from the pirate scanners, in theory. It seems to work, but then the Junkers' ship's engines died. Hopefully they got far away to avoid the the pirates, but
1: nope, they're captured, and the pirate boss recognizes VJ as a space princess, (laughs) bad times. And then we have to take two pages to kind of recount that in a way. Also... Man, I like. I'm glad that you're skipping over it, though it is important. Uh, I think to the crux of what's going to happen, Denahi continues to just be the worst human being ever towards women. And oh like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I
0: thought we were assuming that like Denahi's misogyny is just red at this point. In oh the, yeah, in, no, in it's it's
1: wrote, but it's good to it's good to remind people that he's a piece of garbage. So uh,
0: it looks like Lizard Dude Raz managed to avoid getting caught by the pirates. Now he's lockouting his way <laughs> to the outside of the ship. <laughs> Meanwhile, the captain's explaining that since VJ's people are embroiled in a war and their enemies would pay a pretty penny for her, so they're going to ransom her. As the captain leaves, VJ tells her story, uh, says her parent, her plan has been under threat from the evil Venz... Venizagan oh, that doesn't matter. Okay, keep going. ...warfleet for generations. That's why she risked everything to get those crystal flowers to fight back. Flowers cause everything to decay, and an improper shielding might explain why the Junker ship kept malfunctioning and stuff. Great. Meanwhile, Raz is killing his way through the ship, shooting the grenadin' folks, and blows up the ship's power plant a little <coughs> bit. Even as they approach Ven- Venizaga's atmosphere, um... It also, like the laser shackles holding our hero's break as Raz kills the guards. Ship's about to explode, but it's also going to plant gravity wells. So they're going to crash. and Things look pretty bad. <laughs> oh, uh, and the whole while,
1: Dennehy is just like fucking chewing the ass out of this fucking rat man yeah. for saving oh. their life. Oh
0: yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he'll he sort of finds a balance between yelling at VJ and Raz at, at any given time. He's a real shit. Yep, VJ and Denahy are free, but the ship they're on is swiftly crashing, so it's not ideal. <laughs> Luckily, VJ has a plan. They rush to the ship's bridge and take command. Basically, the plan is to shoot all the ship's weapons at the ground. All at once, which will provide some counter momentum to the crashing. Um they do it again, this time jettisoning the ship's ion bombardment cannon. They land hard but seemingly survivably on the planet's surface. Ayers pile out of the ship but are surrounded by green lizard aliens that instantly recognize VJ. Are they these evil Veniz- Venizgans, I guess? Yeah, but they um, look real ragtag and not looking too great. Yeah, and they call her <sighs> evil and like they're like oh like she's we, she's unarmed, she's injured and unarmed, so we have too much honor to just execute her unlike unlike her yeah. and her people who are actually bad. Which is kind of interesting. I wait no, sorry. It's sort sure. of theoretically in, it's theoretically interesting.
1: <laughs> um the wind gets knocked sort of out of those sails
0: regardless. The question of who's good and who's not, but then the sky's filled with spaceships yep the ship starts strafing the area we even see the old lizard guy get shot in the back as he runs for cover as the rest of the crew does as well the ships land and vj greets them as friends back aboard the big ship vj is getting very regal and bossy towards the soldiers the crystal flower suddenly chambered (sighs) Uh, they walk through a hallway with a bunch of aliens frozen behind glass and she explains that these are the last surviving members of various alien races that stood against vj's people's domination so right. they're clearly the bad guys, and VJ does the old, uh, we aren't so different, you and me, and
1: offers um, Denahi a uh, warship command post. <sighs> and he's a but- real idiot, because this is a good situation for you to definitely not want to join up, but definitely use this to your advantage to then get the fuck out of there. But instead, I mean, just a dumbass to the end, I guess. Yeah, he does a Han
0: Solo instead of a Lando here. Yep. And thus, uh, she calls Love the that. guards next time on
1: Junker Piranha Tank. <laughs> Conrad, do you know what really... I mean, I didn't want to read any of this for the most part anyway. I read all of it. Um, the thing that stings the most for me is Dennehy being a huge misogynist prick fuckwad is absolutely the saving arc here. Like, he's, he's, he, there is no redemption. He was right the whole time. Yeah, no, it's
0: good. Good teaching these teenagers the right, the, the right lesson, Fox. Don't trust women.
1: They are evil. Oh, Every God. single one will betray you 100%. It's just, you know, and then he does the, like, you would think, I, like, it's so hard for me to understand any of his motivations. And he's had so much time to tell me about when he was Spaceballs cop uh and like instead of even being remotely smart about his situation after being saved well, by his totally cool rat monkey he just like first you
0: want to uh, be an evil space space cop then you don't want to be an evil space cop make up your mind buddy
1: uh, and you know the 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 180 with her character just feels so it it feels like oh, wait, I didn't know where to go with this, or maybe what was going on or what was going to happen wasn't going to be good. It, it doesn't really matter. We're done talking about this. It wasn't very good, guys.
0: Mm-mm. I inten- intentionally wrote my 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 uh, recap with, with, with no exclamation marks, Fox. And if you've <laughs> ever seen my recaps, oh, yeah. they are f- full of exclamation marks. I'm like hey, a man. crazy person. So you know what a big thing fun. that was. You have options, you know? Well, I mean I got two. Let's maybe I do like an Entero bang in there or something. And speaking <laughs> like of that? of uh of uh, of a uh, insanity fox, let's amp back up with non thrills, covers and nerve center. this is, I mean you can feel my grimace, I hope. Ah, oh, come on. Prog seven twenty four, judged guilty of extreme thrill power. Yeah. And like a uh like a few progs from last episode, seven twenty our version of prog seven twenty four doesn't have a um, doesn't have nerve centers or inputs or ads mm. or anything like that. But because it's just so filled to the brim with stuff, I want to read. Connor I Ryan. mean, you know, I, I I like you know, I'll I'll say for the record that <clears> while <throat> I do find all the nerve centers and stuff to be a bit of a chore, um, I oh, do I, like them. I just to get a those. sense of the of the time and stuff like that. So it's cool. I should I say love the cover letters, covers a dread cover by Dermot Power as well. I forgot to mm. mention that. Um, mid-prog there is an ad for the indigo prime story killing time which will be seen in prog 735 okay and then this comic came with a poster prog yeah which i believe i i I linked to you this time fox um one side we've got the first issue of it's a slain poster prog we got the Mm -hmm. original slain by pat mills with art by Angie Kincaid, and then a page of a slain background and stuff, and then on the other side you got a big old Simon Bisley slain with furs, orc heads, and that boar tusk championship belt I like so
1: well. Hey, man, you know, gotta gotta jam your pelvic muscles into another dude sometimes and spike him with your uh, with your boar groin. Slain knows what's
0: up. Prog 725. From here to maternity, Dave Oyn oh. draws a new life for Moto as the lady herself <sighs> stands in her street clothes in front of a big sci-fi cityscape. It went to and place. The Nerf center's back. It went to place I did not expect. Goddamn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the nerve centers back. Tharg mentions the Halo Jones poster prog attached and is very clear to say, "Don't get any ideas. This is just a reference to something from the past." No <laughs> Halo Jones book four. Stop asking. <laughs> And has uh, <laughs> pronunciations for both uh, Dao DeMoto and Dave Oyd. It says in the pronunciation that it's Dao dermoto but that feels like a very British version of the pronunciation. <laughs> like a, yeah. a pronunciation with an English accent, you know? The same, the, same, the, the, the same set of accents that, like, put an R on the end of, like, spa, for instance, you know? Oh, Go no. down to the spa. Oh, I don't... Or we're gonna see the we're gonna see the football team at the arena, or, that kind of stuff. I mean, what
1: are they from? Fucking uh, Albany from England. More of an Ithaca phrase. <laughs> oh yeah, Igroid there we a- go. Thank, thank you. Fucking <laughs> God damn it, love you. Yeah,
0: seemed hand. Igroid has a uh, has an interview with, clams with Mark with Mark Miller, who's who appears to have taken over the Daily Dread strip, which is kind of interesting. He's 21 years old and wants to grow up to be Alan Moore with a smart haircut with blonde streaks. I found a recent picture of him, and his haircut is indeed fairly smart. Um, okay. Input has pictures of a cubist Dread and a very dour-looking Tharg the Young Conservative, complete with a pet throw sucker <laughs> Letters complain about or compliment recent complex stories. Talk about the timeline of Anderson events and say Dredge to have a wife. Also um, ask a question about Bubble Bath, which I won't elaborate on further. Okay. The prog ends with a teaser for Skiz 2, which we'll see right at the start of 1992. And there's the mm. Halo Jones poster prog, which is full of amazing Yay. art by Ian Gibson. I really like this one. It's got the debut episode of Halo Jones. Um, a, a, just a little full page poster of Halo with um, jewels and dolphins and a pretty sweet outfit and stuff. That's just sort of incidental. Then, of course, the page explained the character in the series and the poster itself, which has Halo in her, in her sweet shopping outfit. And then Hell a bunch yeah. of just the uh, dudes of various uh, moral quality throughout the series. Uh, Toby the Robo Dog, Lux <laughs> Rock Chop, uh, Cannibal, all those guys. Yeah, fucking fuck that Toby. dog, buddy. People, I see people, they did like, oh, here's my copy of... Here's my cover of a fictional Halo Jones book four. And it's a picture of Halo with Toby. And I'm like, no way, oh, buddy. Fuck that God, dog. Oh, God, no.
1: That dog is bad. That's a bad yeah. dog. Yeah, I would say, like, I
0: could see a plot line of Halo Jones of her meeting another robot dog. And the entire plot line is just her, like, not hating that kind of dog <laughs> forever or
1: something like well, that. Well, and, like, imagine if that dog's name was also Toby. Like, the, sh- the, the horror mm. You know? Yeah, dog tried to kill your best friend,
0: or no, that did kill your best friend, and then tried oh, to like, God. and also in get, love with you,
1: eat you, yeah, get real weird with you, yeah, no, know. <laughs> that's that not, that not a good nor healthy relationship. Toby oh, is, yeah. Toby is a, like a bad character, absolutely. Yeah, listen, but this well, poster well, bad, is real great if you're,
0: yeah, this poster is real great if you're into Halo Jones, which I am, so that's fine. Fuck yeah, <laughs> man, Halo Jones, real good. 10 out of yeah. 10 halogen. Prog 726 by force of arms. Nemesis and Deadlock face <laughs> off against Tantrika. And this I'm gonna k- Goro you, but with That's right. Yeah, she's shivying it up. In the Nerf Center, Tharg apologizes that all these specials like this poster progs and stuff has come to an end. And then teases a few upcoming thrills, several of which won't actually be out until 1992. All right. Aigroid has more letters from soldiers in the Gulf talking about 2080 care Jesus. packages. And still, still think that that's real rad that they're, you know, yeah. doing well, that. we got to support these troops, buddy. Come on. And um, there's a signing um, coming up in London as well. So check that out oh. in 1991. Um, Prox 727. Dread, judges Dredd and Joyce appear back to back on this much maligned cover for Emerald Isle. I should say, a lot of people very down on this
1: Emerald Isle story box. Uh, I mean, so... I like who'd have thought, right? Uh that maybe uh English publication may not nail it. Uh also I mean, probably wouldn't have opened it up with like I've got a gun and a frown and I've got a smile and a Guinness. Yeah, dread meets the stout fellas to be sure. Right, um, yeah, it the, definitely the- it definitely feels exactly like what you just said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. oh yes adding that adding that extra uh, racist the uh, accent yeah, in the, there
1: the, the the lilt is is i uh, think what makes it
0: fifth vegara um, right. in the nerve center tharg implies that artist and colorist siblings will and wendy simpson are related to bart and lisa though they aren't or i don't know they could be through the cross-dimensional thingamajigs whatever and he prepares and also says the end is nigh for quite a few of our current thrills
1: Oh, oh God! I hope it's the ones that I want it to
0: be. I mean, we'll see. Igroid plugs the graphic novel Fires by Lorenzo Matotti. Okay, and congratulate who's a uh, like I be, he's like an Italian artist and and, and comic writer. And hey, stuff. Sure, why not? Listen, once we get once we finish 2000 AD and start our uh, Metal Hurlon podcast, Fox, we're going to talk about that guy a lot. I think. Okay, when's that going to be? Like twenty in the, in the 2030s, maybe. Oh God. World will be done by then. There's going to be so much heavy metal to talk about, though, buddy. It's going to be great. That's rad. I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I
1: said. That's why. That's why. Why we're going to do it when we're like in our fifties. Oh, I'm God. pretty excited. Yeah, that's that's when people want to hear about it. <laughs> hear heavy metal from you and I in our fifties? Yeah, I think they do. I think there's out. I think there'll be an outcry for it. To be uh, honest. Yeah,
0: maybe. Especially once this podcast really picks up and we become international superstars. I um, mean, so. You heard it here first. Um, There's also plugs for... uh, Igright. also uh, congratulates folks for buying the uh, Comic Relief comic and raising money for charity. And plugs the start of Red Razors over in the magazine, which you should check out. We're talking about it over there. It's pretty fun. It's about um, the far future of Dread World. It's like the 2170s, I want to say. And um, the the Sov cities have become fully westernized and capitalistic. Oh. They worship the body. They worship the corpse of Elvis. All right, it's crazy. whoa, oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's okay. <sighs> All right, Mid-prog, There's ads for Bix Barton, good old Electro Works, the paintball and laser tag place in London that I I've, love seeing these ads for. Rad. Um, and um, there's a Red Dwarf book, Better Than Life, coming out, uh, a novel based on on the TV show, which is a
1: really good show. Fox, check to, it out. Yeah, I know. I need to. I need to watch more than like two episodes of that. Red Dwarf's really good. Um, I would say. That's like, the guy on the floating
0: pillow, right? I don't think I, it's a it's a show that's like it's like a
1: sitcom on a uh, on a spaceship that's that like feels, a million years in the future. Yeah, basically. that feels about right. And there's like a human there's guy a, and a will they won't they with some kind of girl that's also on it. And then there's a like, little that's like that's like the, that's feel like the like later like season. No, there's a cat man. And you, well, isn't he on like I thought you did a little floating nope. pillow? No, see, I think see, you're thinking. This of we're talking about different shows here. This is me on a fever dream.
0: <laughs> now I love, like, I would say the ho- like the one barrier to entry to Red Dwarf in twenty twenty is just that it's got a pretty heavy laugh track, which I think can be um, oh, off fine. to uh, younger folks who are less into laugh tracks and stuff. But um, yeah, I feel like like those fir- the first I want to say four seasons of Red Dwarf really were. Um, formative for a young Conrad. And then um, later seasons where I'm sort of hit and miss on. I don't think I've seen the most recent ones, actually, which is sad. So they should rectify. But anyway, do it. Hey, speaking of classic British sci-fi characters, Fox.
1: Mm -hmm. Thrill for Nemesis and
0: Deadlock.
1: Hey, you know we like we're dead locked in to figuring out this mystery. Am I right? That's right.
0: Scripted by Pat Mills and Tony Skinner. Art robot Carl Carl Critchlow. Letting robot Steve Potter. So last time, Fox, mm-hmm. you saw Nemesis the Warlock and Deadlock arrive at a big wizard convention. <laughs> Once everybody had introduced themselves, they sensed a danger attacking them, and now it's here as red smoke coalesces into Battle Cat from He Man and attacks Owl Bro Payot, the, Yeah. Uh, Cat attacks him, and as others say, they see other sort of evil demonic beings and stuff instead of the oh, giant man, cat. Oh, man, it's
1: whoever you think it is, bro. Yeah. Really starting Everyone to- Everyone f- just stand- Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, really starting to feel like not everybody else who's here. You know what I mean? Yeah yeah everyone just stands there watching as eventually nemesis wades
0: did with his sword i should mention it's held in his right hand again sort of a little thing that critchlow keeps doing um he attacks the beast eventually beheading it and it sort of mists away it will return but until then he wants to know which one of you jerk summoned this thing i mean hey he killed it right and everyone else totally does that i guess hmm all the wizards claim in- claim ignorance, while Deadlock just accuses Nemesis of doing it, which is also my guess, because Nemesis is an asshole. No I feel like they're to- both behind it, and they both just wanted to kill everybody. Seems like... That's also possible. No time to argue, though, as the beast, which we now call the Enigmas, Enigmas appears as a pretty cool dragon and threatens Conan-type dork Logan Grimm.
1: I'm gonna get you,
0: dork. dork! I'm the Enigmas! <laughs> The dragon takes a quick look at Dork and incinerates him easily, (laughs) then I incinerated
1: you. You are dead now. (laughs) Your move to Dale for all these, well, supernatural
0: characters is both hilarious and weird, Fox, for the record. uh, (laughs) Supernatural characters should be voiced by Dale. What can I say? Fair. It then cites, sets its sight on sweet little Rasalka. So uh Tantrika stands between them and uses the and calls upon the Kundalini chakra I mean, to redirect
1: the dragon's gaze for this time right at Alistair. To, Strange. to be honest, right? Like there's a will they won't they with them, or at least it's kind of one-sided. But you know that someone's super into you when they shoot out their kundalini and then wrap one of their forearms around you.
0: Yeah, big shira energy going on between um between Rasalka and and, and and Tantrinka here. The answer is,
1: you know, <laughs> I'm supportive.
0: Fair fair. Um but this alternate Doctor Strange refuses to inflict <laughs> his massive powers upon the, the the material plane, so he asks Deadlock, now holding Dork's spear, to handle the dragon. And we got a couple uh, pages of pretty dope so dragon awesome. fighting here, complete with Deadlock grabbing his motorcycle and jousting the beast to death and stuff. It's pretty awesome.
1: All right, so we got we got two deaths on this here uh, Enigmas.
0: Yep. The monsters are defeated again for now, but we must deduce who is responsible as Nemesis summons a ghostly deer stalker hat and declares that Warlock Holmes will solve this mystery. I'm sure it'll be elementary. Meanwhile, the uh, tech druid dude whose name I forget triggers a Tree of Life program on his computer in an attempt to ferret out who the force behind the Enigmas is. As Alistair Strange yells at him for reducing these ancient sorceries of the Kabbalah to ones and zeroes. Into
1: bips and boops on your computer machine. Your newfangled CD-ROM slash uh, yeah. upload matrix. got Nemesis and Deadlock are pretty disrespected.
0: <laughs> Nemesis and Deadlock are pretty disrespectful about these ancient rules of magic though. We see Nemesis
1: using a bunch of books of ancient sorceries to like um as part, to like as a leg for his chair. I mean only when he's like he only really needs it when he's, you know, drunk and not standing.
0: Yeah. Rosalka tries to use the magic of light and love, pure love, to get things going again. Oh god.
1: Again. I mean you're Me, really
0: <laughs> there's she's a real bunch sweet of buddy. like the
1: true magic is the rainbow power of the light crystal shit here. Uh, yeah. it's real good it it never happens <laughs> I
0: mean well she keeps like she's basically threatening everybody with it and everyone's like no let's not do that
1: that's gross yeah it's real weird that you want to like uh, share a vision of love together with everyone and then you know blue lady does a hiss <laughs> Well, she did, yeah, I mean, Vasalka's
0: quick to say pure love, not that dirty love you're thinking about. I know what you're like. Well, listen, um, I mean, <laughs> she did say share our vision. Come on, baby. that's why she also tried to clean it up, buddy. But so the uh, the tech dude has almost found the answer when Tantrika hisses and smashes his laptop, going all crazy. She draws swords with two with two hands, and her other two hands call upon the mystic energy of a uh, shaktic magic the most powerful force in the universe as she goes toe to toe with uh nemesis and deadlock as Magus strange refuses to help them and they show down with
1: this mad goddess i mean doesn't not want to but you know he'd need to he'd don the he'd love like to. the, the vermilion powers, robes of mercury and shit his so.
0: powers are so powerful that to even try to call upon them could destroy everything yeah come on bud He's um, not gonna show
1: one. everyone his magic powers, bro. That's not Yeah. It's real There's rude some, of you to ask, and that's very personally. Pretty awesome fighting here, but
0: eventually Tantrika manages to take control of herself for a moment and leaves herself open to the killing blow by both warlocks. She dies, and we see the red cloud of the Enigmas leaving her body. Only four suspects remain. You get some bickering amongst ourselves, especially Strange, who doesn't like the chaos nature of Deadlock's abilities. Rosalco once more tries to offer psychic healing to everybody when the Enigmas appears, uh. this time forming into a giant demon dude, Baphomet himself, or possibly Nemesis's Uncle Bill. Hey, you know, Bilphomet, Yeah. You know? Yeah, the demon grabs Strange, just kind of crumples him up, killing him right away. The Magnus lays dying tells the wizard that indeed the secret to ultimate magic is that the harder you try, the less it works. <laughs> and thus we learn that because of his power, Alistair Strange can't do magic at all. I mean, the more powerful you get, the less you have. This makes
1: sense. He also said it's not actually magic, but McGick with a K. and So I mean, fair you know, enough. He probably knows a lot. He learned a bunch of stuff, but now just imparting that knowledge to everyone made them less powerful. <sighs>
0: This guy's just a goddamn internet magician guy. Yeah. He really feels like a fucking... Got a lot of disrespect. Like, I, like Pat Mills, have a lot of disrespect for this kind of guy. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Rysalka's freaked out because this means either Nemesis or Deadlock's the murderer. And while Nemesis plays nice, Deadlock is pretty sure it's been Nemesis from the start because that's pretty obvious. Next
1: time, the Chernobog. So, here's my deal. Mm -hmm. Um... The only people to have killed anyone other than the the dingle mass uh, has so far just been Deadlock and uh, nemesis yeah, they've killed, yeah they uh, well, I mean, they've killed the enigmas a, a bunch of times. So here's yeah. my deal. They did their their cool boy boy ritual of touching each other with murder swords. and then a bunch of really fucked up things happened, and a bunch of other people died feel like the, the ritual isn't over yet until they kill all their friends. They're like, man, good ritual. And then they high five at me. Yeah, you know, that seems very, very likely, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like I, I that's where I'm putting my money right now. This really all just feels like, listen, we got to make these people feel like who knows what it is. Who, what it is. Um, we got to make this uh, green lady doubt which one of us is the good guy. They both just have giant fucking face masks and evil looking eyes and look really evil. And then they killed all these people who were really just significantly less bad than that. So yeah, we'll see. I should say the the
0: next time for this one is uh, the Chernobog. And that is a Slavic black uh, yeah black god of the Slavic culture, yep. basically. Yep. Just, you know good you ever you see him a lot if you played any of those uh Shin Megami Tensei games good oh, yeah. just sort of demon bad guy name i think i a imagine i'd imagine, a bi- I'd imagine he's,
1: he's a big boy who loves his axe
0: yeah i'd imagine the witchers fought one a couple times all that kind of stuff i mean it's in that uh, that Neil Gaiman
1: book American Gods oh uh, yeah you're right all right he wants to kill that so, man with an axe
0: ah yeah, and speaking of uh retelling old tales fox all right (laughs) let's talk about thrill five robo hunter script robot mark miller art robot jose casanova sledding robot tom frame gas the robo hunter he's having a whale of a time since the robot virus is making half the spots in the city crazy he's making big money like these robot traffic wardens that killed 40 people good times yeah why not robots they're following the rules to extreme extent so Gaz break busts through some traffic lights and gets pulled over by the traffic cops. Um, then gets involved <sighs> in a high speed chase to take them both out,
1: while recapping again that someone's trying to assassinate all the robo hunters. But and uh, and these traffic wardens are robots? He puts a yes. grenade in their mouth. So like like not all no, these- cops are actually not not robots. Some of them are well, just robots like, that we know of. Yeah. Well, I feel like a traffic warden is different than a police officer in this situation, I guess. I mean, not where I come from.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I feel like there's like a like a meter person. I don't know. I don't know. Like a parking enforcement. I don't know if that's the, the same as a regular cop, but I probably... Don't get me to lying about that stuff because they'll come find me and be very angry. Fox, <laughs> I'm still in America. Okay, I can't they'll be.
1: A, they'll give you a parking. T-
0: I can't. <laughs> I can't be bold about this stuff like you can over in England or whatever. Okay. Hey, whoa, whoa, hey, This episode's coming out in January. You'll be there. By oh yeah, then. that's true.
1: That's that's fair. I'm gonna be in Cambridge this year. See you guys Woo! there. You're there right now. I, you, oh wait. Oh yeah. No, I'm. I am. Uh... <laughs> Currently in Cambridge,
0: like love like this episode's going to come out in. I'll be yeah, if it's January,
1: I'm there. I'm there oh, right now. A to tie. What's up, future This me? was
0: coming out on January 11th, so you'll be you'll be sitting pretty. What's up, English friends? Friend yeah, everyone, bother Fox. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> But uh, yeah, so he takes these guys out in a, uh, in a in a giant car chase, and then Gaz doesn't look at the
1: explosion as he calls Sam. That's real good. I mean, he does it on a, on a risk communicator too, which I feel like is it's a pretty cool yeah. thing with with Inferno behind you. Definitely. Sam gets home and listens to the call from Gaz, but it's no good because all
0: of the robot appliances in his house tackle him and then prepare for murder. <sighs> Among them are Stogie and Hoagie, now wearing a tough leather jacket with chains and
1: stuff. Man, Hoagie with teeth is fucking, di- like, really real bad. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not making me happy. Yeah, they tie him down Gulliver's travel style,
0: and Hoagie seems to be taking pity on him. For now, besides the jacket, like you said, Hoki's got some very disturbing human teeth. I remember I was at a dentist, Fox, mm-hmm. and they had a stuffed animal, and that stuffed animal had like oh teeth, if oh, no. not actual human teeth, and like replicas of human teeth oh. in the jaws of the stuffed animal. Nope, don't and like that it. That is That's goddamn terrifying. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I. I took a picture of it and just sent it to people to freak them out for like a year afterwards. That's deeply affecting. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, Anyway, it seems that Hoagie and the rest of Sam's robots have caught the virus and gone all evil. Sam's now tied to the roof and things look bad until he reveals that he has been paying his electric bills and the lights go off, destroying most of the robots in the house as well. (sighs) Great. (laughs) Sam gets free and chases Hoagie and Stogie out of his apartment, blowing off Hoagie's right arm as they do as they jump out Ay, the window. caramba. Sam uh, lets them run when suddenly there's a strange explosion and all of the parts of household droids in his oh. place glow <laughs> and rebuild themselves as Sam's original robo-tracker cutie. All right. Yeah. You may recall she sacrificed herself for Sam way back on the planet uh, Virtus in the I mean, early I do, days. I I do love
1: Cutie. Uh, apparently, he is mildly okay with her.
0: Yeah. Now she's back because she loves him. And Sam seems moderate about that. He's like, why can't the lookas be into you? Though he did also freaking kiss her on the lips before, on the robo lips
1: before that, which is weird. I mean, he did also choose one with like clearly ball bearings for knockers and... yep. Another accoutrement that I don't really understand. Yeah, it's far more of an anthropomorphic lady than Gaz's robot tracker. As it just seems
0: to be an angry face, you know. Yeah, it's, um, all, it's all real gross. Yep. Meanwhile, at uh, a building that's not quite just as central. Yeah, it uh, looks, I HQ. was going to,
1: yes, it looks exactly like that. I mean, it's like
0: how last episode there were cops that didn't quite look like judges, you know, oh, they're but They're still there, close. too, and they
1: still have the eagle and shit. Like, it's weird.
0: It's real yeah, weird. Yeah, I mean, I'll remind you that sort of, like, the original Robo Hunter said he was in Mega City 1 mm-hmm. and then went to Brit Britsit, which are both locations in the Judge Dredd uh, universe, but very different from those versions in Dread itself. So this might be a, a very close parallel universe or some shit. Yeah. But in a very... It, in a very OCP kind of boardroom, led by a chief executive that looks like Nixon, um, we learned that there's a police officer out there who's actually a robot or a cyborg, basically, and he's caught this killer robot virus. He's uh, killed four Robo Hunters Ugh. already. He's going to kill the final two, and then all bets are off for the future of humanity. Nixon shows off the stats of this robot cop. It's made to look human, which is right on time for Terminator 2, which is going to be coming out in a month or two. Um, in the timeline here and it's even got some built-in guns can grow spikes and shoot
1: missiles yeah i mean and of course he's totally insane you know uh, this reminds me of the song from chicago it's like he had it coming you only had yourself to blame if you'd <laughs> have been there if you'd have seen it yeah why you why build a murder bot you know i just don't understand why it needs to be able to fire a ground-to-air missile you know well, it can't fly fox so it can't fire an air-to-air missile duh You sound like
0: an idiot right now, Fox. (laughs) No, you're cool. I'm just being a real asshole here. So Hoagie and Stogie um, hide from the cops... And start a, a, disassembling a familiar looking red scooter. Meanwhile, uh. Gaz um, goes over the clues of who's killing the <laughs> Robo Hunters in his apartment. It's just him and Sam Slade left. He's got to figure out who killed the others. And yeah. then suddenly a dude in leather and sunglasses bursts through the door and starts shooting up the
1: place. Hey, it's, it's, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Arnold Stallone. See, yeah, like I was actually going to talk to you about the look of the cop here because
0: it's clearly. Like supposed to be kind of ter- like to be Terminator and stuff like that, but to but me, like, it Terminator actually... from
1: like Ticket to Ride or whatever that fucking like ticket yeah, kid child the... ticket movie is
0: with the leather, with the leathers and the helmet that he's the leathers, the helmet, and the aviators. He really looks less like actual Terminator and more like one of these various B-movies
1: that are sort of ripoffs of Terminator, basically. Oh, like not not Jack Stallone. What is it? His name is literally just Stallone or whatever. Oh, Frank Stallone? What was it? Yeah, but... Frank Stallone. Frank Stallone. Yeah, it's kind of got I that mean, that's, feeling. Yeah,
0: that's Sylvester's brother. But it really, like, I, I got because like I spent like thirty minutes trying to figure out what movie I was thinking of. Where there's a movie where there's a murderous robot cop who dresses just like this, and they, someone's got to try to kill it and stuff. And I couldn't remember. Oh, maybe it was fucking. Was it Rotor? That was Oh, on Best that of it worst? might have been
1: Rotor. It might have been Rotor or the one where. Um the guy who has has the massive jaw um yeah maniac cop with yeah. um with uh, robert zadar well so it was Robert zadar, but he wasn't a c- it wasn't maniac cop it's the one where he's like uh, it's like not future force. Yeah, it's yeah, something yeah. Like you, yeah, 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 like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're in the where they're in the the box factory and they're just punching through boxes.
0: Oh yeah, no, that was the uh, that was like a time travel. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was Rotor. That's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. I kept looking up like maniac. I, I looked up five different versions of like maniac Rotor! cop, Cy- cyborg cop. All these '80s movies <laughs> that
1: definitely—if you look those up—you will find movies, but weren't quite what I was looking for. I oh, know. Rotor, Rotor feels right to me. Rotor is real a, bad. He's a goddamn Rotor. Anyway, God love
0: you, love a, you, buddy. It's attacking. It's attacking Gaz, and it's bad times. It's shrugging off everything Gaz is throwing at it. Then a gun pops out of his arm, and he realizes it's a cyborg. Gaz escapes out the window, finds his, finds his bike has been sabotaged by that no-good hoagie and stogie.
1: Man, the, the gun that pops out of his arm is, like, kind of in his bicep between his wrist and, like, his, his uh, he's, elbow. He's definitely,
0: he's definitely using some Transformers-style, like, subspace to maintain... Sure. To contain the mass uh, of this weapon. I mean, the I box. just
1: mean, like, if the barrel isn't even going to reach over your hand... Like, you're just going to, at some point, laze your hand off.
0: You know what I mean? You got to... You got to do the drop hand like those robots yeah. in uh, in, the, in
1: the Clone Wars. Exactly. You've got to do the drop hand. The whole arm has to be the gun, but the the hand has to kind of tuck away. Well, that's
0: good because that means that you can sort of be very campy and like sort of dish dish the tea and drop shade as you do it because you got the the wrist go. You know, oh, ah, that's God. real so good. real homophobic, Conrad. Move on. Oh, um, so it looks. <laughs> <laughs> um. The renegade bots escape wow. into the night as the two robo-hunters meet at a nearby diner after Gaz ran for his life. Sam doesn't seem to buy Gaz's story or even like this whole deal about robo-hunters being assassinated as they step outside of the diner. And Hoagie and Stogie go to mess with Sam's ice cream truck. And when they do, it
1: explodes. So Hoagie and Stogie are dead. Whatever. Who cares? Hey, yeah, no one cares about that anymore. But hey, you I know... Mean, you know who really believes that uh, now is Sam, so I guess that's fine. I like those characters a lot. I'm sad to see them dead. I, well, but, so I like Stogie. Um, I was
0: not. I was not excited to see what Mark Miller was going to try to do with them, though. So it's
1: fine. I, I do. I think that they were great foils for certain things. I like. This feels like you know, if they had done this with Walter the robot, I would have been like, oh, great, I love this. Um, with those characters, it was like, well, they were just, like, assholes for, like, a minute, and then they went off and they did some, like, slapstick humor about, like, we're gonna get this guy, you know? Yeah. Um, and then they just exploded, and I was like, oh, that's, and that's, is that's it? Is that, is that in it? We're just jet- jettisoning just some, it, some, so. yeah, we're, we're sort of, well, they might, oh God, I, I really
0: don't remember a lot of this, um, Robo Hunter run, despite, except for the fact that I didn't, I didn't
1: like it very much, but, um. <laughs> Because like I don't like, want, I didn't want them to die. It was just more of just like I was just, like, well, nah, they're coming back. That's like, yeah, uh, we've
0: got some serious tone problems in this comic, basically, which I think yep. we should talk about once we get to the end of it. Um, so it looks like the cops have called the Robo Hunters in at last, and Sam says that this whole murder thing is part of a conspiracy to corner the market on Robo killing. Wow. In the chief's stately office, and he still looks like Nixon. He explains. Oh, your basic stuff about broken society requiring the creation of a cyborg cop. It's sort of the first five minutes of any RoboCop rip ripoff
1: rip- movie here. Yeah, I got it. They um, made 8209. We can go past that.
0: Yeah, so whatever. Basically, they made a bunch of robots and then Blade Runnered some memories into them.
1: But Why one of would them you tried ever to- do that? Because they only saw, like, the first 10 minutes of Blade Runner. They That's, don't understand. It's a really fair. I just, like, let them think that they're cyborgs, like, actually cyborgs, but just program into them to tell people that they're not cyborgs. That's yeah. fine.
0: But so one of the cops tried to call his fake mom on his
1: birthday and went
0: nuts because of it. And now, now the robo has got to take him out. what you think
1: was going to fucking happen?
0: Yep, the hunters refuse until they're offered a lot of money and then are assured that the Robocop is also certainly a homicidal maniac because of the virus at this point. And indeed, we see the cyborg cop forcing a dude to admit that he's a criminal and then toss him <laughs> off the side of a building before he walks
1: off into the night just to establish how well hard this uh, Robocop is. I mean, the what I'm, what I'm really sad about is that he didn't have his glasses off when he did it and then, you know, saying something like, you know, have a nice trip. See you next fall. Wow! And then just putting on <laughs> the sunglasses and walking away. That's a,
0: it's a trope that hasn't been created yet. I that, uh, know, CSI but I CSI wanted AMI, it to be buddy. created here. That's all. Sad. Soon enough, I guess. Um <laughs> very sad. Yeah.
1: Next time on Robo Hunter, loot. All right. Next time on Robo Hunter, more happens, I guess. Yep. Speaking of things happening. Thrill six, Dow Demoto. Man, like, uh <laughs> make it script like ro- not yeah, where i, I thought, thought things were
0: going here <laughs> script robot myra hancock art robot dave Owen, and letter robot any Parkhouse. so dow to moto dow a uh exotic dancer in a futuristic kind of asia place been offered a hundred thousand euro dollars to have someone's baby you know what what i love about
1: her her hat that she wears to like review the contract really fast is that Uh, instead of it broadcasts the number to the person who can see the visor also so it says like a hundred thousand on the visor do you remember do you remember this is a deep
0: dive do you remember there was like a there was this one cobra guy from gi joe and it was like the tech guys for Cobra and they all had you know they all had helmets and shit and they had goggles and all the yep. data from their computers would be would displayed on, the on their as goggles. They at it. It's very much like that because she's using. It's not just her hat. It's specifically like a contract reading device. Yeah, like, but
1: for it her, seems like not for yeah, them.
0: Like no, it's it's like a thing she has that she you know you kind of keep in your your utility belt. And when someone offers you a contract, you put it on and it sort of reads the contract and then synthesizes out the important information to you. I
1: feel like I feel like that the 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 fucking lawsuits that had to have come from this, it was like lawyers or at least like judges were like, No, you yeah. gotta you gotta show everyone what you're like looking at. Yeah, well I think it's one of these things where it says like you know, on the box it says, Oh, legal visor is not a law firm. It's just yeah, a whatever. Exactly. Like, you know? It's gonna show everyone else what you're looking at. So you you know, lie at your own risk. Kind of thing. Yeah,
0: well, I think you know. I think just sort of displaying what's whatever. Anyway, uh, apparently the uh, the sta- the standard going price for impregnating a dancer is twenty to twenty five thousand. God damn! So why so much?
1: Just the standard price for impregnating a dancer.
0: Yeah. All right. Like Listen, we'll- there's a lot of a lot of birth stuff going on, I guess, but it seems that in this case. The baby is from Imperius, which is not a person but a planet. It'll be an alien baby. Booga booga. How is alien baby formed? Um, question: <laughs> Is there government clearance for this? Not
1: really. I mean, look, um, pen, man, I'm not offering you a hundred thousand euro bucks to fucking ask questions about that.
0: Yeah, listen, no questions asked is implied by the amount of money I'm giving. and then she um, asked
1: for triple.
0: Yeah, so uh, apparently the Empyreans are so weird that Supcalo, the uh, the factor here, won't even show Dow a picture of him or anything. Uh-oh. He assures her the baby will look a hundred percent human, but it'll be full of you know alien DNA, blah blah blah. In the end, though, Dow agrees so long as the con uh, as like her contract computer goes over a little bit more and it looks okay, and they agree to triple the amount, so she gets three hundred
1: thousand. Hey, that's my girl, right there. Like, might as well, you know, if it's going to be a shady deal, I guess double dollars or future dollars are, you know, it's a lot. So, yeah, absolutely. They can't put it, they can't like make it somewhere else. They got to put it in her body. That's, that's a weird one. Well, they got to put it in. It's like
0: you know, it's like a surrogate mother kind of thing. So they got to put the embryo in someone's body, and Dow is apparently the um, the best choice that that this guy sees Subcalo or whatever. Yeah, it's the eyebrows, dude. Like I said, those eyebrows. Eyebrows. They they are powerful eyebrows. So Dow finishes a prenatal check and gets at least part of her money from Subcalo. She heads home. But as she does, she's starting to second guess her actions and stuff. Well, wow, it is a little that, fucking
1: dicey, man.
0: Yeah. So because of that, to soothe her worry, she goes to see a fortune teller that her mom went to a lot. and It's <sighs> a very negative response from the fortune teller. I
1: really don't go to fortune tellers to have your decisions made for you. That's how it goes. Uh, Dow's, uh, because of this, though, no, she can't go through with the
0: pregnancy. So instead, she decides to disappear and she knows just the place. Oh. on the phone Dow calls somebody to clear to clear out and destroy your flash yeah and do, like do
1: a, do a cleaner a like zero where the fuck am i going like it, it's like a destruction parameter yeah. right
0: yeah just sort of make sure no one can follow me and destroy all my stuff so that they can't like you know take it or anything um she just says she's off on a trip and doesn't want to be tracked uh, she looks around her apartment, including her extensive bookshelves, and marks a few things for the cleaner to save, like her computer Oof. and her makeup robot, and then uh, scrams. Yeah. She goes to take a taxi, but apparently it must be the, Son- the Song Can Festival today, because she's swarmed by a bunch of no-good kids. She then gets in a taxi and rushes to the space center, but when she arrives, all the flights to Venus has been- have been booked
1: and the next flight isn't for two weeks. She's got to get on that flight. But how? I mean, probably, hopefully not for, like, saying another, another uh, pregnancy contract or whatever. We'll find out next time on Daudamoto. Countdown to Venus. Ooh, Venus seems like a nice place to go. Yeah, it's your fire, buddy. Pure <laughs> desire. My God. <laughs> Hey Fox! Yeah, Oh,
0: whoa, whoa, what's up? Ooh, very musical. Not a lot of singing, but a lot of song references this episode. And thus I must know what are your top and bottom thrills for prog 724 oh. to
1: 727. Conrad. Uh oh. Alright. So listen, uh, my top, the weirdly the easiest, I'm giving this one to Nemesis. Special mention Judge Dredd. Uh, like JD was was okay. Enjoyed it. Nemesis gets it all all the love. Great art. Uh, a lot of room for that art to exist, um, uh, you know. Fun, fun character developments. I do love, you know, uh, a, a sort of um, semi attempt at an Indian goddess uh, shooting her Kundalini in front of everybody. Thought yeah, well, that was gross. real nice. Hey, listen, man. Like I don't judge. Wait, no, woman. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Let me rephrase that to a whoa, sexy. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> you know, I like a, I like a battle cat showing up and, and like mauling a bird. You know, absolutely. Uh, I like I like that business robot wasn't the bad one. Yeah, that was that was a nice term. no, nah, nah, cyber druid. Um, fine. Man, my bottom. Uh, ooh, I guess Junker. Junker made me feel really oogie. Uh, if that mm. makes any sense. Like uh, Robo Hunter. Obviously, I'm I'm staring it down the barrel a little bit. Um, but at least there were like some explosions. Uh, I guess. Um, and like. Some some plot development, if that even matters uh, in some kind of term, but man, Junker, it's it's just like this guy's a huge cock, uh, and then he's just a he's he's just like gratified at the end, like yeah, you should just yeah. hate women felt like just yeah, the such fact a that weird he's proven message. right at the end is a real is a real downer, buddy. <laughs> it's just a strange <laughs> message, like the whole thing. Um, this has not been my favorite month uh I'll say that much, um, and that's not to say like anything was particular uh, like you know people people did their job here, people did work um definitely not not icing anybody for that, but god it was uh it was a very dense month and one that like uh offered very little in terms of salvation oh you know what i'll I'll also sorry that was actually that was real dumb of me. I'm also gonna give a, a nod to Ta but like not where I thought it was going, you know. Mm. Ultimately, I I think it's interesting, especially for like there's a more interesting shit going on in that comic in two pages than there were in a lot of uh, other shit that we read, Um, which I I think is is a a, and that's not not even by comparison. I think that it's just got it's it's doing a lot with the little it has, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel super cramped, I guess. Yeah,
0: Um, I mean, I think, yeah, I think they're.
1: I think this story's moving along at
0: a at a decent clip for only having two pages a, uh,
1: a, a an issue for sure. Yeah, know good, good So, uh, trying not to say too many bad things, but man, I didn't like it. And Conrad, please tell me why you marginally agree with some of the things that I said. I mean, I'll definitely uh, put Junker on my bottom, buddy. Oh, God, it's really not good. <laughs>
0: like well you know I, I I said last time that um oof, that Robo hunter is sort of taking th- this classic um uh Harlem Heroes reboot that I've got on the bottom unless something else comes along but I'm I think junker is one of those ones that kind of comes along and steals uh steals a bottom store uh throw for me don't don't care for it I gotta say its really <laughs> it seems confusing it just seems really um like like dirty and mean? yeah for a story, I guess. Often. Like I think like we've talked like like I know we've talked about this a lot, but just the fact that like um Denahi the character of Denahi is um justified in his misogyny yeah. is not 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 great as a message to teenagers. <laughs>
1: It feels like someone's like mad at their wife writing this, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And
0: like just having it be the big twist is also like, I don't know. But then also, but generally, like, um, I just find Denehy to be a real, like, a lot of this could be saved if Denehy and Raz were a little bit funnier and more yeah. lighthearted about things and stuff like that. If they, if they had an actual partnership that wasn't just based in hate. Yeah. Like if, you know, I mean, I know we were we we capped on Junker when it first came out for being so Star Wars, but this feels like taking all the worst parts from Han and Chewie instead of the best parts from them. Right? I it's guess. like
1: it's like watching them kind of argue once in a while, but not getting that the argument was actually there. Them having a friendship and like them, yeah, just- yeah. Ex-
0: ex- yeah. yeah it's like thinking like okay, so like these these two star wars guys are they're they're down on their luck um like you know guys working doing work a day space jobs and they bicker a lot and not realizing, yeah, that's sort of especially in the original in the original trilogy that like you really got a sense of like uh love and friendship between yeah. those two characters and so if they were insulting you know if han was insulting chewie is out of like a uh you know like ah uh, like you know we sort of this is that's affable it, yeah it was, it was it was their love
1: language or whatever to get real crazy well, about it it, it you was know, it was it was boys supporting boys like yeah. you see han solo kicking his legs up while everyone's playing fucking space chest and he's just like yeah well you know Robot doesn't rip your arms off when when he loses, you yeah, know? Yeah,
0: exactly. And whereas in this one, it's sort of changed to these guys don't really like each other, but are sort of connected together or something I like that. Literally and literally
1: saves his life, right? Yeah.
0: And, and similarly, Dennehy, just as opposed to being like a cynic with a heart of gold or something, just seems like he's just way super cynical and God, sarcastic just, in a way that's not as fun. He's a bad
1: man. Yeah. He's not
0: a good man. Definitely. And so for my top, um, I mean, There's I thought the Bill, like, like dreads on my radar for mm-hmm. top. I, I kind of like this Bill Bailey story. It was okay. Yeah. I like the, just the again that sort of final <laughs> moment where they sing Bill the Won't You Come Home," Bill Bailey, all mournfully, is pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. and, and 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 kind of, I could really see that in well, it's, like it's a actual movie or levity something. in a comic book. How strange, yeah. Um, and then. What else is in this thing? Um, well, Big Spartan <laughs> was fun. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's weird. B- Big Spartan's weird, and I think that it's also really been, like... I, I've been sort of up and down on how much research it's made me do about That's, British. I mean, stuff. I don't
1: understand any of it, but I, you know, you could still feel how horny it was. Like it's not, yeah, it is not to me offensive in any. Well, uh, caveats. Let's not go that far. Yeah, but the, uh, but I mean, I mean,
0: I feel like that is sort of it is kind of doing some. It, like at least it's trying to be weird, and I appreciate that. Like yeah. it's making an effort. I and, think and for my, funny. yeah, in the end, for my top, I might go Nemesis and Deadlock. Honestly, I kind of. Yeah. I'm kind of liking this mystery, solidarity my quote mystery. And uh, Carl Critchlow, I really like his art. I think he's really doing a great oh, job yeah. just with these different wizards and demons and stuff like that. So I'd like this little this story we're looking at. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, Listen, in, e- dude,
1: in each of like the characters interacting is is really funny because it's just like no. I'm i'm cool as fuck my name's dork i got this spear of destiny yeah
0: i mean all these all these magician characters are such broad stereotypes that you can sort of you know see who they're sending up and stuff makes yeah. it really fun for me i think
1: cool yeah man that was fun that was, that was, yeah. a, it, was a, it was a uh i'd like a solidarity month uh oh boy uh, I'm, i'm hoping that two of these get done real soon buddy yeah, no, we're we're clearing the decks, pre- or
0: mostly clearing the decks pretty soon. And I hope everybody enjoyed the show. As always, you can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, or Spotify, or our podcast site, SpaceSpinner2000.com. Feel free to contact us at SpaceSpinner2000 at gmail.com 2000 the forums. Or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages on Twitter, we're at SpaceSpinner2K. Everything else Space Spinner 2000 You'll find us there. This show is brought to you by Steve Green, Zane Kip Miller, and your friends the 2080 Forums. If you'd like to join them and help support the show, we'd appreciate it. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash our podcast network. There you can support the show and receive a ton of excellent rewards, including advanced episodes, coverage of modern 2000 AD and the magazine, and even monthly Q&As with me and the Fox guy.
1: Hey, look it. I'm, I'm a guy and he's a guy and you can ask us questions. Hey, why not?
0: Yeah, all the Q&A's have been really fun. I think when it's you and me doing it, they often end up being like over an hour long. <laughs> hey, and I us, enjoy it. You know, also like this, that's where all the asides that we do on these shows instead of the main shows are just a lot of like real us getting
1: weird. And I feel like people appreciate that. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> Come, yeah. Uh, the one thing I did want to mention just before we wrap all the things up. Uh, Conrad, I'm moving. I'm moving. Yeah, I'm buddy. Leaving, I'm leaving the Germany. Um, uh, as we sort of uh, somewhat mentioned uh, this last time. In fact, I guess when this yeah. is out, I will probably be uh, m- partially moved. I am moving to the United Kingdom. Ba 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 to Cambridge. Do 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 Yeah, that kind of stuff. I mean, breaking these chains of love, baby. Uh, so mm. you know, if you're ever in the Cambridge area, always feel like to give your boy a holler. We can send some uh, – could, I, could, I could send Conrad a picture of you and me uh, socially distanced from each other or getting vaccinated. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, be cool. But uh, yeah, de-
0: definitely. Listen, if you're, if you're in England, if you're in Inkland and I'm Fox, I'm going to send you a couple of uh, Facebook groups that, that you should join oh, yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, listen, reach out to me and I can give you like Fox's number or something. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't want to – or no. Actually, no. Probably not. But um, I'm sure there'll be events and stuff that you guys can go to, if not Zoom and if just like, yeah, like sort of meeting I got, I got, in, you know, I've, in a I've parking got, lot. I've got to a say media presence. I've got like yeah. social medias. I Definitely put you in contact with a couple of folks who I, who, who I know yeah. that I think you, you, we both like to meet. But yeah, so I think that'd be really cool. So whatever, man. Have a good time. Anyway, so join us yeah. next time when some of these things go away, please. Yeah, next time we'll finish up Bix Barton, Junker and Nemesis and Deadlock oh. and we'll start
1: new stories for Rogue Trooper, Mean Machine and Night Zero. Nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. All of these things sound like things that I want to I want to read. What you yeah, it's did, gonna be, but uh, you didn't say one you didn't say you didn't say Robo Hunter. I did not. That's going to be with us for a little while. But you didn't say Robo Hunter though, Conrad. I think I think you forgot one. Maybe. Until then, I'm caught ready. Spock, we are Space Spinner
0: 2000. Splendid for <laughs>